absolute madness has ensued in the college football coaching carousel, including a former Indiana assistant taking a Power 5 job. We're obviously going to talk about everything going on at all these huge programs, and if any of it could affect the Indiana Hoosiers. We're also going to talk about the big IU-Syracuse game, obviously, tonight. Uh, An interesting matchup and the biggest test of the season for Indiana. Plenty of fun things to talk about in today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Tuesday, November 30th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU athletics, news, analysis, all around fun time we try to have here. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. And just a reminder, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. Be sure to give us a subscription over there. We post the episodes daily. Uh, A lot of times we post them the night before. If you guys want to listen to the podcast a little early, head on over there. We'll get you covered. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Uh, Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. College football is off the rails with the coaching carousel going on. Uh, obviously Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame, Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma, and an IU tie, Kalen DeBoer, former coordinator, landing a Power 5 job. We're going to talk about all that, uh, only really tangentially related to the Hoosiers, but it'd be weird to have a college sports podcast and not talk about all that madness. So we'll spend a little bit of time on that and some transfer news for the Hoosiers as well, and then we will look at the upcoming basketball game between the Hoosiers and Syracuse, a big one on on deck, I should say, uh, and one that will be an interesting test for the Hoosiers as any game with Syracuse is. As always, though, make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you listen to your favorite podcast app. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. It's been a wild 48 to 72 hours for uh, for just all of college football, really. Uh, it just kind of kept upping itself. Uh, Lincoln Riley, obviously, leaving Oklahoma for USC was really surprising, but I would say it was one-upped by Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame for LSU on uh, Monday evening, Monday night, uh, depending on when it kind of really leaked out. He more or less confirmed it with a message to his uh, players at Notre Dame. By the time you're listening to this, it may already be official that he's going to LSU. But to tie this all to the Indiana Hoosiers, another former Hoosier landed a job at a Power 5 conference. Kalen DeBoer, former offensive coordinator, just a few years removed from kind of patrolling the sidelines in Bloomington, uh, landed the head coaching position at Washington. Uh, If you guys remember, he replaced Mike DeBoard. Uh, He was a second offensive coordinator under Tom Allen. Wildly successful. uh, Really helped spark this IU offense. 
It's where we really kind of saw the first signs of Michael Penix. Peyton Ramsey obviously flourished under him as well. He left the Hoosiers to take the head coaching job at Fresno State after two successful seasons at Fresno State. He leaves there to land a um, Power 5 job at Washington. A, an interesting challenge for him. Uh, it's a team that um, is in a Power 5 conference, has had success, a lot of success in the past, but obviously a little more um, down in recent years, so a huge opportunity for him. This season, Fresno State was 9-3. and three. Uh, before he left, he will presumably not be coaching the bowl game, considering they already announced him at Washington. Uh, last year, they were 3-3 three and three in the COVID-shortened season. They had two games canceled due to outbreaks. So, mixed bag of success, but ultimately exciting to see a former Hoosier um, getting a big job like that. And it should give some optimism and Tom Allen's ability to kind of spot talent and find a coordinator. Obviously, everybody has a sour taste in their mouth with Nick Sheridan and how that went. But the man before him was DeBoer, and so that should give uh, IU fans a small sense of optimism, maybe a silver lining in all this, and that he's able to. Tom Allen is able to spot talent, and we'll see if he's able to find another Kalen DeBoer to come into Bloomington and reinvigorate this offense is probably the best word. If you guys didn't see on Monday, Zach Osterman of the Indy Star um, released a fantastic piece just detailing how everything went wrong for the Hoosiers and from the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, the struggles with turnovers, both giving them away and not getting enough back. Just a pretty thorough look at everything that happened uh, and how much the Hoosiers struggled this season uh, as a result of that. So head on over there. Uh, be sure to read that. I'm sure most of you follow Zach anyway. Be sure to give that a read. It was madness everywhere else. As I said, Lincoln Riley going from Oklahoma to USC was a shocker. Brian Kelly going from Notre Dame to LSU was an even bigger shocker. Um, just chaos going on. Billy Napier goes to Florida, another big job, big school that's been a little more down of late. Our friends over at Locked on Gators have that one covered for you. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who uh, replaces people in these schools, Oklahoma and Notre Dame, obviously. We've talked before about Tom Allen. I don't suspect he's going to be a name mentioned very much this year uh, because IU was horrible this year. If it were last year when these job openings were around, I'd be a little more worried, but we've spoken a lot about the enormous buyout his contract has, although it decreases fairly significantly this year. Still don't think a Notre Dame or an Oklahoma uh, would come calling uh, fresh on the heels of a two-win season in which you did not beat a Power 5 team. It's typically not something that has big programs sniffing around, seeing if you're ready to leave. So in that sense, Tom Allen isn't going anywhere, but uh, these are the type of openings that one day will probably be a little more worrisome, 
if you believe Tom Allen is the guy and he could potentially leave this program. Uh, I guess a, a silver lining again is that Notre Dame is the type of job I think he could leave for because he could stay in Indiana and uh, bring that kind of passion still. But assuming Notre Dame nails this higher, that's going to be a position that won't be open anytime soon. That's obviously the biggest school in the state, one of the biggest jobs in the country, honestly. A couple transfer notes um, before we move on to basketball. We mentioned that there were going to be some names that entered the transfer portal that would be a little surprising. Miles Marshall was one of them for football this season. Uh, on Monday, he announces that he would be entering the transfer portal as a graduate senior. Senior, excuse me. He went through um, the senior day kind of festivities. A lot of guys, basically anybody that was eligible, um, went through that. And it was kind of an, uh, a matter of everybody doing it, and we'll figure out eligibility later. So Miles Marshall is on his way out. A little surprising, but honestly a pretty down year for Marshall. Pretty much the entire receiving core struggled this season. Um, Marshall finishes the year uh, underwhelming. He had... 22 catches for 311 yards, 57 for 797 yards uh, for this, his career in Bloomington as a whole. It likely means with Ty Freifogel having no eligibility left and assuming Peyton Hendershot doesn't come back for a sixth season, that IU is going to have nobody back on the roster that caught more than 15 passes. This roster is going to look a lot different next season, I imagine, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You don't put forth a, as dismal an effort as the Hoosiers did this year and not have some major shakeups. A couple other names. Cameron Buckley entered the transfer portal. He, was, he came here from Texas A&M, only caught three passes, was injured for most of the season, was actually practicing with the defensive backs and wide receivers by the end of the year. He will be transferring away. Um, ultimately, not a huge loss, but there was potential there. Uh, it just never really worked out. Uh, Jordan Williams, um, he will also be transferring a freshman. I believe a freshman, yeah, true freshman wide receiver. Uh, he will also be leaving. He did not see really any sort of playing time. He played in two games. Excuse me, he was the one practicing with the defensive backs and wide receivers by the end of the season. Buckley, for him to have another season of eligibility, he would have to redshirt this year, which won't be an issue because he only played in a handful of games. So a couple of names. Those are the ninth, 10th, and 11 guys, 11th guys to enter the portal. The Hoosiers are up there with the most in the nation. I don't think that number is going to stop rising anytime soon. Uh, obviously, you had Samson James before the season. Tim Baldwin transferred after some struggles, especially holding on to the ball during the season. Jacoby Hewitt, another wide receiver who could never really find his footing. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. I expect the Hoosiers to also be active in the transfer portal. A lot of questions about this offense that are going to need to be answered. Some positive recruiting news real quickly. Uh, the soccer team landed 
Carson Hinderlong, a transfer from Xavier. Uh, he's a six foot three striker, had eight goals and four assists this fall, was all Big East first team. A guy that is probably going to step right into Victor Bezerra's shoes, or at least the hole he'll leave. I don't know if anybody's ever going to step into his shoes. So uh, we'll be interesting to see if the Hoosiers uh, look to bring in anybody else this season. Uh, Hinderlong did play against the Hoosiers in uh, early September. Uh, only had two shots, not necessarily his best performance, but somebody Yeagley saw firsthand, so interesting he brought him in. That's a lot. That was more than I expected, but it was absolute chaos. Felt like we needed to talk about it. It's going to be fun to monitor how these things play out. Let's talk some basketball now. It's ex- it's an exciting time to be a Hoosier basketball fan. But before we jump into that, let's mention a couple of today's sponsors. First, we have NetSuite. So this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. Head to netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash locked on NCAA. The Hoosiers were probably not a very fun pick in daily fantasy this year, but I hope you guys still tried out prize picks. They're they are the leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone around, uh, ranging from everyone in the power five schools to even some stars of mid-major programs. Price pick offers any prop you can think of. Yardage, touchdowns, rushes, interceptions thrown, anything in between. All users that deposit and use promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's free money they're giving you just by using the code Locked On. Uh, it's really simple. You pick two to five players, pick the over/under on their prop, win up to ten times your entry. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Pricepicks is daily fantasy made easy. Hoosiers have their Big Ten ACC challenge game against who else but a, uh, I, w- I wouldn't say a rival because the Hoosiers haven't beaten them often, but a program they have lots of history with in Syracuse. That'll take place tonight, 7 o'clock ESPN2. The game is in Syracuse, Carrier Dome. Biggest challenge yet for the Hoosiers. 
Indiana all time is one in four against Syracuse. Obviously, I think everybody knows the win was in the national title game. Keith Smart's jumper, 1987. Uh, that is the only time the Hoosiers have ever beaten uh, Syracuse. Probably more memorable to the recent generation was the 2013 NCAA tournament. Uh, the Hoosiers were one of the top teams in the nation the entire season and promptly shot 34% against Syracuse in their zone. Looked awful, atrocious, every word you could imagine. One of the most frustrating games I've ever watched for a number of reasons. And the Hoosiers go crashing out of the tournament. I don't know I'll ever get over that game. They met again that winter. A... Another loss for the Hoosiers. That one was in the Carrier Dome as well. That was a much different looking IU team without your Zeller, your Oladipo, Watford, Halls, uh, pretty much an entirely new starting five outside of Yogi. That was the last time they played, 2013. It's largely the same type of Syracuse team, still under um, Jim Beheim. Uh, they still run everything that you would expect them to run. Uh, it's been that way for however long he's been there. So I'm sure everyone has a sense of what that 2-3 zone looks like and how you would attack it. Hoosiers are going to try their best to do so uh, tonight. Ken Palm has this as a virtual toss-up, slightly favoring the Hoosiers. He predicts a 74-73 win, 54% win probability for Indiana. Uh, This was a game that before the year started uh, was actually slanted a little bit towards Syracuse. Syracuse has gone three and three this year. Um, They won at the battle for Atlantis against Arizona state uh, their best win this season, but they've lost to Auburn, a top 20 team in Ken Palm VCU uh, 94th and Colgate 126th. So little Jekyll and Hyde, Colgate scored 100 points on Syracuse, and that is not a particularly great offense, pretty average, actually a little bit above average offense by Colgate. There's some hope there that Indiana could uh, penetrate this defense. We're going to talk a little bit about this team uh, more in depth. Uh, Bet online. Very similar, has a Hoosiers favored by a point and a half with an over-under of 145. This is Indiana's first A-tier game uh, in the season on Ken Palm. We spoke at the beginning of the season. An A-tier game is more or less a top 50 to 60 opponent on the road. Uh, A B-tier game is um, kind of a 50 to 100 a team at home, uh, it, it kind of varies, but gives you a sense. Hoosiers have a lot of A-tier games in the Big Ten. This is their only one, or excuse me, one of two in non-conference play with the Notre Dame game. So that's just a, a fancy way of saying this is a big game for the Hoosiers. This is a tough game for them. I don't think anybody has any thoughts otherwise on that. It's, it's an interesting Syracuse team and one that you could uh, find some holes in. But as always with Syracuse, it's a 
zone defense that can catch teams off guards as it did that night in 2013 in the tournament. We're going to look at some of the stats behind the Syracuse team, who to watch out for, and how the Hoosiers might find some success on the night. We have a new sponsor for today's show, though, Boost Mobile. Uh, You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone, so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month so your family can share all the insights and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all the money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Uh, Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Just mentioned the BetOnline odds for this game. BetOnline has you covered all season. More props and odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this year. Head to the new and updated website on your desktop or mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. There's some things that are always going to be the same about Syracuse, particularly on the defensive end. Uh, when you look at this team, uh, there's a lot of numbers that are going to jump out. So overall, they are 156th in adjusted efficiency, which is almost bang average. Uh, they're a very average defense that uh, there's some weaknesses that are always going to be there in zone defenses. They give up a lot of three-pointers because that's how a lot of teams choose to beat the zone. And they give up a lot of assists because you kind of go inside out, move the ball around, not a lot of kind of one-on-one in a zone defense. That's what it's designed to do. Uh, Similarly, uh, teams typically shoot well from three in that zone defense. Um, But Syracuse is always going to rank decently high in steal percentage, things of that nature. Um, And all that is true about this year's team. They don't, or they give up a lot of three-pointers relative to the rest of the field goals. A lot of them are assisted. Uh, Not many non-steal turnovers, but they still rank top 100 in steal percentage and block percentage. Um, And they're one of the worst teams at defending the three-point line. All that's to be expected. They still don't send guys to the free throw line. Uh, They don't necessarily turn people over. This is going to be a Hoosier offense that should have lots of opportunities uh, to attack this Syracuse defense. It's not a great defense, even by kind of Syracuse standards and what they try to do to you. Uh, It's a defense that's still very much a work in progress. 
It's going to be interesting to see how Indiana chooses to attack it. Uh, I think we could see a lot of Trace Jackson Davis right there in the middle of the floor, in the middle of that zone. Uh, we see, we've seen him a lot this year already, kind of spring out to the three-point line when defenses collapse on him. He has the ability to knock down that jumper. He's shown it a little bit this year. Has the ability to beat a guy off the dribble from that spot. Versatile enough that I think you could plant him right there and he will make the right decision. I trust him to make the right decision. Would imagine you're going to see some race Thompson in that spot. Uh, I would hope that the Hoosiers are able to create some open looks for some, uh, for Parker Stewart, Miller Cop. Those guys are going to be valuable on Tuesday. Xavier Johnson, ability to get into the paint, break a guy down, get the defense to collapse on him is going to be very valuable as well. Uh, but most importantly, the Hoosiers aren't going, they can't turn the ball over. This is going to be a new type of defense they face. They should know where everybody's going to be on the court, but just kind of the nature of the zone defense and that it's not something you see often leads to some, a lot of turnovers more often than not. A lot of steals by Syracuse, by guys just being there. They're 86th in the country in uh, steal percentage despite being almost worst in the country at non-steal turnover percentage. So when teams turn the ball over, it strictly steals on the Syracuse team. The thing that will be equally interesting is when Syracuse has the ball because it is going to be strength versus strength. Syracuse is much, much better on the offensive end than they are defensively this year. They are 21st in adjusted efficiency offensively. Uh, a lot of that stems from shooting the three ball well, getting to the line and making their shots there. Uh, a pretty decent, effective field goal percentage. Um, it's a, a Syracuse team that is led uh, by Buddy Beheim. Yeah, son of Jim Beheim. Uh, 20 points per game this season. Joseph Gerard at 13.8. Cole Swider at 12.5. And Jimmy Beheim. At 12.3, pretty balanced offense. Jesse Edwards in, also in there at 11.8. So all five starters average double figures. That being said, this team really only goes eight deep. Uh, they've had eight guys play six games. Nobody else has played more than 10, or excuse me, two games. Uh, one other, the next closest players play 10 minutes is where I was getting that. So this team is only going to go eight deep. Uh, zone defenses typically don't take a lot of out of you physically, so you're able to play a little more shallow of a rotation. It'll be, I don't know how much Indiana will be able to kind of take advantage of the fact that they can go 10 deep, even with injuries right now. Uh, I don't know how much that'll be a factor, but the Syracuse team really only goes eight deep, and really only eight guys are doing the scoring, or excuse me, five guys are doing the scoring on this team. Uh, the next closest guy off the bench is uh, averages just 2.5 points, so not a lot of scoring outside of that starting five. It's a Hoosier defense we've talked a lot about. It's going to be their best test of the season, I think, uh, on the road against a Power 5 team, Syracuse team. We've seen what the Carrier Dome can be when it's rocking. Uh, there's not many places that are going to give you a challenge like that. Uh, so the Hoosiers are going to have to be ready, have to be able to absorb some runs, absorb some punches, and be able to throw some back. 
Um, just based statistically, uh, this is by far the best offense uh, in terms of adjusted efficiency, which is just kind of an overall measure. Uh, Syracuse at 21. Next closest was St. John's at 56. The good news is Indiana absolutely swallowed up St. John's for the majority of that game until Champagny went off late. That's on- also St. John's' only loss of the season, so that win is already looking really good. This will be a, an interesting test, an interesting barometer. And a game I'm pretty excited about because as much fun as it is to watch Trace go off for 43 points, I'm more interested in seeing what this team can do against kind of viable potential NCAA tournament teams, teams of that quality. Time to really test themselves, see how far Mike Woodson has got them and where they need to grow. Uh, These types of games will show you your weaknesses as much as it'll show you your strengths. So. The Hoosiers will have the chance on Tuesday to um, take on the Orange before opening up Big Ten play this weekend. So it'll be an interesting game to watch. I'm excited. I'm nervous, maybe anxious. I just don't enjoy playing Syracuse. I will always have hard feelings to Syracuse. Uh, as you can tell by the two pictures I have hanging up, Uh those IU teams were one of my favorites, especially that 2013 team. Never going to be over that game. Always, always, always enjoy a chance to beat Syracuse. Be nice for the Hoosiers to get a second win all time against the Orange. We'll certainly find out tonight. We will talk all about it tomorrow. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the Syracuse game. Thursday, we're going to preview IU versus NC State. And then Friday, uh, talk about that IU-NC State women's game. Preview Big Ten play for the Hoosiers. For your second listen today, head on over to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love, all the feedback, everything you guys have given us this year. Follow us on Twitter if you don't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. All that fun stuff really helps us out. Most importantly, though, have a great Tuesday, everybody, in LEO.